0: what's going on guys welcome back to pure evil my man I'm your host as always evil eddie and we are wrapping up ufc london which just went down pretty decent time for everybody i mean here on the east coast usually when they're out in london I hate when the fucking shit does this Got to get my camera and zoom. Usually when they're over in London, it's kind of like a weird time. Really hard to get ready. Sorry if you see me moving around and shit. I'm trying to get this fucking camera to zoom in on my face, but we're all blurry. There we go. There's the 1080p. There's the money I paid for. All right, so... UFC London just wrapped up a little while ago. Darren Till vs. Jorge Masvidal. There was a couple other fights on this card that we're going to be running down and reacting to. But right now, I think one of the biggest things and some breaking news for a lot of people out there that may not be aware. is Jorge Masvidal backstage what he did to Leon Edwards that was really calling him out. Now, I'm going to try to pull it up inside this. So, let me do that in just a second. If you are new... Pure Evo MA. Subscribe down below here on Periscope, YouTube, wherever you're watching this, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. Let us know who you want to see on the show. Let us know what you guys want me to talk about. Every week I do this recap show. And I usually discuss about three to five topics. Usually do the the recap of what we had, you know, prior in the night, or if it's on Sunday, then prior night, whatever. This is for you guys. This show is for you guys. So I want let, to let you know. DM me. Twitter, at evil dash echo E-V-I-L underscore E-C-C-L. Also on Instagram, at pure evil m m a underscore. We got a lot of interviews done. Even calling out Sage Northcutt, who lied in his interview on Below the Belt. And if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't even know about it. So shout-out to you guys out there that brought that to my attention. I reached out to the coaches themselves that were really upset about this. Going back all the way to Sam Hoger, Season 1 of The Ultimate Fighter. Even spoke with uh, Chris Mango as well very upset you can check that out down below but let's jump into all the action UFC London Darren Till trying to go in there against Jorge Maspinon though there was a lot of people obviously riding high on Darren Till for the last couple of years but I'm gonna be real with you guys and that's what I do here on pure evil on May that's why it's called pure evil you're getting my pure reaction from Eddie Valleco E-V-I-L Edward Valleco giving you my pure reaction here in the MMA scene. And I never really bought into Darren Till. I mean, say what you will, I think he, he's a great athlete. I think that, you know, he's definitely top 15 right now, easily top 15, easily maybe top 10, argument top 10. Definitely fits right there. But when you throw him so quick after the fight that he had with Donald Cowboys Roney, it was really hard for me to buy into all that madness because here's a guy, and back me up here, guys. Here's a guy that was really unheard of at the time. I remember watching uh, Darren Till fight, and he wasn't fighting, you know, elite fighters. And he was just scraping by, nothing really spectacular. He calls out Donald Cowboy Cerrone, and then all of a sudden, they skyrocket him to the top of the line. He gets a title shot after missing weight, which was really annoying. He gets a title shot after missing weight on the fight night where he called Wonderboy overseas to fight him. In an uncomfortable territory. That was really hard to get into. That was really hard to, to get behind Darren Till after that. Then he goes in there. Doesn't do the best job. The judges score for Darren Till over Wonderboy. I was watching that fight with people that aren't usually MMA fans. I was at my little brother's uh, house out in Madison, Connecticut. And it was a family party. Once again, in London. So it was earlier in the day. So I guess it kind of worked out that day. But it wasn't anything... You know, exciting, and then he gets rewarded uh, a title shot against Woodley. Doesn't do too well against uh, Tyron Woodley as well. So here you go, Jorge Masvidal immediately. I went, okay, this is a really t- this is the proving ground right now. You have Jorge Masvidal, man, who's like his nickname, Gamebred. I mean, he had a lot to prove here. Darren Till had a lot to prove here. Then you guys are going to go, well, Darren Till only lost one fight, and that was to the champion. I just think it's too soon thought it was too soon. The other argument is Darentel did look great. He did look really good in that first round. He did knock down Jorge Masvidal. He he it looked like Jorge Masvidal was in trouble for a couple of seconds there. Let me pull onto the web to see everybody's reactions here. Well, Jorge Masvidal, man, I, as soon as I saw Darentel doing that, I was like, you know, there's 5 rounds in this fight. How is he going to be looking going into that second round? How is Darentel going to look going into that second round? And we saw what happened. Uh you usually don't even see that. Hory Masperell said You don't see me throw that left overhand either. It was a blitzing overhand. Here, I'm gonna show the replay here. Hopefully you don't get flagged for it. Shot. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. 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 oh he's he oh, gonna a win! Oh. Let's watch it one more time. Let me lower the volume a little bit. One more time. Let's watch that again. Watch how he blitzes forward. I'm not somebody that's going to break this down, how he was able to, you know, his game plan or anything. Watch how beautiful this is. The crowd just goes silent. Absolutely silent. Let's play that back. Get me out of here. Let's play that shit back. All right, check this out. Leaping overhand left. Blitzes him. Runs in on him. Right, okay. He hit the canvas hard and it lands another one, two shots on him. And Jorge Maspero actually got 100K for this. 50K, Performance of the Night, and Fight of the Night bonus. But what happened backstage? And let me see if I can pull up backstage. Do I have my Instagram up here? Oh, here it is right here. Here it is. This is what happened backstage. He's doing an interview. Backstage, Leon Edwards comes out. Let me pull this up so you guys can actually hear it, though. You know, you're challenging Gamebred. You're you're challenging Jorge Masvidal backstage. It's not like he's not gonna, you know, be all over it. Here, let me get this back here for you. Come on, computer, catch up with me here. Catch up with me here. What's going on, eh? Hey, interact. What's going on, bro? Come on. So, Leon Edwards calling him out. Jorge in walking over there with his hands behind his back. He's doing an interview. Check this out. One, two, three. Maybe three shots landed there. Now, apparently, okay, so Michael Busby's reaction. I don't understand what just what to get. On I mean... Michael Bisbin's reaction to all this was just like... Like somebody took a good screenshot of it. Which was... It it was so funny. Because... I have two takes on this. Listen. You're backstage. You want to promote the fight. And I just did an interview with Damian Trites. About this exact thing. You know, you're at the elite level. Somewhere along the line, people got confused where... Oh, I need to talk shit. I need to run my mouth to make it big. Thanks to this guy back here. A lot of people got misinformed, and now people are out of control. And this is going to be another part of the news segment later on in today's show where I'm going to discuss how bad this looks for our sport. We're seeing a lot of people. Tony Ferguson's wife getting a restraining order against him. Uh, Josh Cuddley Bear Copeland uh, allegedly beating his wife. I mean, uh, Matt Hughes, restraining order. There's a lot of people that have been getting busted. Conor McGregor smacking the phone out of a fan's hand this week and smashing it. Does not look good for the sport. This, we are on ESPN. This does not look good for us. However, however, Leon Edwards backstage. Thanks. All right, now is my chance to really promote myself. He's coming off, I believe, what was it? A uh, a split decision win over Gunnar Nelson. I don't think it was, you I think it was a split decision win. I'll double check it up here. Evil right now. Let me do that really quick. He's like, all right, here's my time to shine. Now, you also had Ben Askren cage side, which we heard Ben Askren was brought there to promote a possibility of the winner of Jorge Masvidal versus Darren Till to be next in line versus Ben Askren. Masvidal is calling out for a title shot. Then there's Leon Edwards backstage calling out during the interview. His time to shine. He's like, oh, the camera's rolling. You know, let me call out Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal, every fighter knows his background story. He is a street-bred fighter from Florida. Now, where Leon Edwards defeats Nelson via split decision via PureEvilMMA.com. Yes, yeah, split decision, and we'll get into Gunnar Nelson in just a second here. But let's let's replay this really quick. I mean, is there going to be a fine? Is the question? We've seen Dylan Danis get fined for running his mouth and being basically. You guys are going to mad at him, says basically the victim of Habib Nurmagomedov spitting on him. Jumping over the cage with a flying, you know, the eagle claws out the cage, landing a, a flying punch, which was, you know, obviously very entertaining. Very entertaining. But on the reality and another reality, and if you're looking at it from uh you know Dana White's standpoint, yeah, maybe it's entertaining, but man, it does not look good. The State Athletic Commission, it does not look good. This is the same thing. You are backstage. You're around people who are working, doing interviews, expensive equipment, people who are injured after their fights, and you're starting a fight. Now, Leon Edwards, I'm not saying that he did anything wrong, because here in America, well, they're in London, but, and this is also where it gets confusing with platforms demonetizing channels for speaking their opinion, stuff like that, a worldwide platform, and things get really confusing. What I'm basically trying to say, I know there's a lot there that I just threw out, but, Basically what I'm trying to say, Leon Edwards thinking, all right, here's my shot to promote myself. Let me get something in here. It will go viral in the MMA scene for the next couple hours. People will talk about it, and I may have a potential matchup with Hore Masvidal. Hore Masvidal goes like this. Let's play this again. And uh, it's amazing to, to sign these people. It's, uh, it's a drug that most people haven't imitated. Man try to duplicate it, but they can't find the rest of it before, you know? Here's what he's saying. God, I rest- Can I pause this? All right. What he said there, let's break that down really quick. You you have a man coming fresh off a fight, spent weeks in training camp, getting ready for, you know, let's make no mistake about it, mixed martial arts is a violent sport. Usually after a fight, we're at peace, but you still have that, ad- you're at peace with your opponent. That adrenaline is still there. We're in hospital, very calm backstage, doing this interview. And what is he saying right here? Listen closely to what he says here. This is like a drug. A lot of people try to re-imitate it. It's never been able to be done. There is nothing better. Basically, he's saying, I, I love that adrenaline rush. I call it the stepdad, <laughs> the stepdad adrenaline rush, where you just get really angry and it feels good to just, you know, let it out sometimes. You know, that that angst, let that angst out. You call somebody out like that, man. You, and you 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 hope that they're gonna stay professional and not throw them hands. But your adrenaline is running you're right after a fight. Someone's talking shit while people were just booing you. You're overseas in enemy territory. You just got over that, showed everybody that you are legit. You have what it takes. You are the elite. And then Leon Edwards does this. Let's talk about that opening sequence. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> If you, come over <laughs> Hands behind the back. Is he going to say professional? Nope. One, two, three. Three quick jabs there. Now, apparently, Leon Edwards. <laughs> Leon Edwards. Was he expecting that shit? I mean, oh, my God. Is your Mouseball going to get a fine? Is Leon Edwards going to get fined? I'd probably say, yeah. That's the other thing. You can't not find them after you're finding everybody else, right? That that, that shouldn't be fair. That's not fair. So let's see what people are saying about it in a second here. But wow, Jorge Masvidal, man. Be careful. Don't talk shit about Jorge. Right in front of his face. Dangerous business there. Now, what do you guys think is next? Ben Askren? Is Ben Askren going to be fighting Masvidal next? Masvidal wants the title shot. Is he going to get it? I don't know. Usman is supposed to be fighting Kobe Covington. And let's not forget, Jorge Masvidal is really good friends. Kobe Covington. Really interesting story there, guys. Very, very interesting story. Let me know what you think down below in the comment section here on Periscope or on Twitter at evil under echo Instagram at Pure Evil MMA underscore. And on Facebook at Pure Evil PureEvilMMAs. All right, let's move on with this fight card as well now. I do believe... Do I, here, let me, uh. Sh- 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 sh. let me bring in the display capture here. Can I overlay this? Let me see if I can get you guys in here to, is it open? What the fuck is going on here? Display capture. All right, let's try to get this in here. All right, well, <laughs> wait, what the fuck? Keep going, keep going, keep going. All right, let's go to pureevilmma.com and see the live results. All right. So here's the entire card. Decent time. Main card started at 4 p.m. Car alarm going off across the street right now here in the city. Last week, my neighbor's car got stolen right out their driveway around this time. So I'm sure everyone's looking out the window. I probably should right now myself, but, uh, it is what it is. Alright, so in the co-main event, you had Leon Edwards. Going up against Gunnar Nelson. Now, really quick, let me just say this about Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson loses via split decision. Dominic Hayes defeats Volkan Ouzdemir via split decision. Nathaniel Woods defeats Kunos via submission rear naked choke, round two. Claudio Silva defeats Robert via submission armbar. Jack Marshman defeats Phillips via split decision. Arnold Allen defeats Ronaldi via unanimous decision Marquia Casey finally getting the win We're going to get to that really quick But let's let's talk about Gunnar Nelson Losing to Leon Edwards here Now Man What do you say about Gunnar Nelson man? I mean I, I feel so bad for this guy This is a guy who's had a really rough ride Since 2016 A lot of people on board with Gunnar Nelson How he was getting down How he was winning fights And I think it was the uh, Damian Maia fight Where ever since then He hasn't been able to get on track. The Ponzinibbio fight, he gets dropped. People say it was an eye poke. It's just really hard for Gunnar Nelson to get his his wheels back on that hot rubber. And this was the fight where we are going to see if he was able to do that. Still a very tough competition. Leon Edwards rising. But it was going to prove to everybody that, yeah, Gunnar Nelson is still an elite guy. He can still hang and bang. And he's still in that top five, top ten discussion of the best in the entire division close fight I guess you can say but Leon Edwards coming out victorious and it really makes you question like what's going on with Gunnar Nelson, last thing I heard I believe that he left uh, SPG uh, straight blast gym with with Kavanaugh and the rest of the team seems like that's happening to a lot of the guys over there so what's going on with Gunnar Nelson you know, even Conor McGregor I believe is over at ATT, correct me if I'm wrong there uh, also on the card On the same discussion as Conor McGregor. Joe Duffy, man, coming in against Mark V. Casey. Now, this is a fight where both guys had their back up against the wall. Completely backs up against the wall. They both needed a fight really bad. They brought Joe Duffy into UFC to see if he was going to potentially be the guy to take out Conor McGregor once again. Because he was the only guy to date, when they signed him, that had a win over Conor McGregor via submission. Very rocky ride. I, I forgot who he fought early on. Oh man, what was it uh green? Man, who the hell was it? Why can't I remember? He had a couple of really uh Dustin Poirier was another early fight where really set the bar there of like where Joe Duffy was. But another rough ride for Joe Duffy, Marky Casey as well, really rough ride. Another guy who had a really amazing performance, was able to back it up, but then times got hard, got thrown in the deep end. There's a lot of pressure on guys when they go in there. They want to fight. In amazing fashion. The talk of the week. The talk of the month. He's on Errol Hawani's show. He's the next big thing everyone's saying. Then you go through a loss. Lando Venata. Another guy. Same thing happened to him. Pretty much the exact same thing happened to Lando. And I also feel the same thing is happening with Darren Thelden. Now catch me if I'm wrong. Correct me if, if if I'm completely wrong, if I'm completely off, tell me. But I have said this time after time again, I just don't think Darren Till is at that top one tier. I've always felt he is he's got potential. And I think Jorge Masvidal said it best tonight. He said, "Don't undermine this guy. Don't 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 jump off the ship yet." This is a guy he only has lost one time to the champ. And now Jorge Masvidal obviously He's got a lot to learn. He's a young guy, and he's going to be a killer in the next couple of years. And I believe that. My only argument, its sound like I hate Darren Till. Where, what really caught me about Darren Till was not just his performances either. It was where his head was at. You know, a lot of older guys, or if, if you're watching the sport for a long time, I'm not saying I'm smarter than anybody else, but I just had a sense that Darren Till was, Believe it or not. You see it a lot when somebody's doing very well, you'll hear an ex-champion, like somebody like Rashad Evans or Chuck Liddell be like, stay humble. Those two words mean everything. Because you start believing in your... Look at Conor McGregor. Yeah, you, Conor McGregor's probably a really amazing... Oh, I mean, I gotta talk about it while I'm bringing it up. It was gonna be later on in the news, but I gotta talk about it while I'm bringing it up. The whole Conor McGregor thing... He had that thirsty, mouth-watering taste for the title belt. For, for the title championship. For the championship title. You know, back in 2014, 15, 16, 17. Guess if UFC 205 the poster right behind me. Wins that fight. You know, the Nate Diaz fight, you can throw that against him. He won the next one. Alright. Then he goes UFC 205. Gets that one. Probably the best fight I've ever watched. Like, it felt, it felt historic. Going into it, all the way through it, the performance, everything, just felt like you were watching history. Now, here's where I get both sides of this argument. On one side, you go, all right, Conor McGregor, after that fight, UFC 205, Madison Square Garden, went to boxing, fights Floyd Mayweather. I was there for the whole Floyd Mayweather thing at the Barclays Center. I watched the press conference live. It was cringy. But, like, you kind of got a sense of where Connor was going now. Like, you got a sense of things have taken a, a deep step. A really a deep step after that fight. Where Connor was in legendary status. And you thought in your head, oh, my God. If Connor beats Floyd Mayweather, this is going to be... You know, something I will tell my grandchildren. My grandchildren will tell their grandchildren. And I say this a lot in the podcast when I talk about this. It reminds me a lot of when I was growing up, hearing my grandparents tell me stories about Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris, 1961. It's exactly what it reminded me of. And I felt like I was finally witnessing that in my life. What a great time to be an MMA journalist, right? What a great time to be a part of the scene. Goes in there, did really well. In the first couple of rounds, I iHeartRadio even asked me to come on the show to discuss it. iHeartRadio reached out to pure Elon May, Eve Letty, to go on and discuss it. So it was like finally we're getting noticed. Our sport is getting some recognition. Then Conor McGregor comes back. Oh the baby uh, rats are chirping. We had babies this week. After my last interview, we had babies squeaking in the cage. I was like, what the hell's going on in there? I thought the rats were fighting. Bella gave birth. So she's in her own cage. You can you can probably hear it. <laughs> like if you're in your car right now, listen to this on the i on iTunes you can probably hear that. But uh all right, let me jump back into it. So after that, Conor McGregor comes back to the UFC. You know, it's been about two years. He loses to Habib. Now everyone's off the train. Oh, Conor is Washed up, he, he never should have been blown up the way he was? You're wrong. Yes, Connor should have blown up the way he, he should have. He's done so much for the sport. He had the sport to where it is today, helped us get to ESPN platform. Just because he lost against Habib in the last fight inside the Octagon was Nate Diaz almost what four years ago now? Three going on four years ago. Why are you writing Connor off so quick? The other side. I'll tell you why people are writing off so quick. Because, yeah, Connor went over to fight Mayweather. His ego blew up, and a lot of people felt like, all right, this is the guy I went from relating to me, where it was like, oh, all right, I'm having a hard time. Maybe I'm on welfare. Uh, Maybe I'm chasing after a dream that seems impossible. Everyone's doubting me, but I'm going to prove them. There was a lot of inspiration. There was a a wave of energy behind what Connor McGregor represented. When he was making that climb, the Josie Aldo fight, the Eddie Alvarez fight, goes in that the Mayweather thing was just a circus act. It really was. Conor could have won that fight. The diehard box out there, Oh, Mayweather was playing him, doing the old. He he, had, he knew this was gonna happen. He was gonna tire him out. This Conor McGregor did pretty fucking well in that in that boxing match. It's not like he did a, a shit performance for an 0-0 guy based on a legend at 49-0. Then Conor McGregor comes to the UFC, back to the UFC for two years, and he's promoting Proper 12th, right behind me. And I knew that we were in for a long ride, and I could tell where Conor McGregor's head was at when he showed up to the press conference for this couple days before the fight, I think, what, we were like 11 days out or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Drunk of proper 12th. This is, dude, you are coming back from the Mayweather loss. Clearly, there's going to be a lot of people writing you off real quick, talking shit about you. And if you lose this fight, it's going to look really bad to the fans. The fighters know what's up. Conor McGregor is an elite athlete. He's one of the best fighters ever but there's a lot of people that are writing him off real quick because of his actions and his last two performances. Especially that last performance really took a digger at him, which is why it's so important what step he takes next. I felt that same thing. <sighs> How do I even say this the right way without like offending people? Conor McGregor's next fight. If he loses this, there's going to be a lot of people that write him off. And it's just not true. You've got to remember, this is a guy who's taking chances. 145-pounder, moving up. He looked phenomenal against Eddie Alvarez. What is he able to do in there? Mentally, physically, how, he just looks so different than anybody else. There's a reason why Conor McGregor is important to our sport. There's a reason why Conor McGregor made it to where he got in the sport. What is that? Dog gone. Like we saw with Anderson Silva most recently. Anderson Silva can arguably say that Eye of the Tiger is no longer there. Is the Eye of the Tiger there with Conor McGregor? We're going to have to find out in that next fight. But, man, there's a lot to unravel with. There's been a lot going on. And then you see these headlines of Conor McGregor getting in trouble once again. Let me see. I think I got my Instagram on here. Let's go to my Instagram. All right, let's pull my Instagram up. Give me one second. Hey. All right. Let's interact with this. Nope, nope, nope. Instagram. Let me know what you guys think about this, though. Like, you know, obviously, everyone has an opinion. I could be totally wrong, but this is just how I feel. It's just how I feel. Now, I'm going to my Instagram page. For those of you guys listening to the podcast, sorry, uh, go along with me. I'm trying to do the best I can to illustrate what we're seeing here. But this is the photo of Conor McGregor. I thought this was really funny. This is pretty much a meme review right here. Conor McGregor, a picture of him in the Floyd Mayweather fight, hands behind the back. Eddie Alvarez fight, hands behind the back. <laughs> a photo from uh, Barclays Center, hands behind the back. This week... So I wrote, I predict these things. Hands behind the back, getting arrested. But you know, my point being here, it does not look good for the sport. You have all these fighters, like I said earlier, which I said I was going to also bring up. Josh Copeland. Tony Ferguson this week. His wife has a restraining order on him. Matt Hughes. Family has a restraining order on him. It does not look good for our sport at all. Horry Masvidal backstage. Does not look good for him. Here's the post. From MMAfighting.com. Conor McGregor arrested for allegedly smashing, stealing cell phone outside Miami Hotel via Mark Mundy. Igdalia comment. He likes being in the cage. Somebody even said, I think it was Scott Kenyon, Now he's going to do a proper 12 months. (laughs) I thought that was clever, so out to you for that, but uh, does not look good for our sport now guys we're on ESPN, go back to what Dana White said on Ultimate Fighter Season 5 go back to what Dana White said you are making the sport this is exactly what we don't want the sport to look like all the hard work that fighters in the past have put in to make our sport look the exact opposite of this here you guys are doing that So once again, I'll I'll end it with this. Does Jorge Maspal get fined for the altercation backstage? He also just got 100K. Absolutely insane, man, absolutely insane. See what we got going on in here. We're on Instagram cruising around here. Before I leave this subject, I just want to see a couple of things. Let's see the reaction of Greg Hardy here in the main event. I think that's what this is. What do we got here? Unbelievable! What was your reaction to Game Red Fighter's main, main event when? Let's see. Dan Hardy's reaction, Paul Felder. You could hear Darren Till's head hit the canvas. Paul Felder with his mouth wide open. Game Bread climbing the cage right there. Unbelievable. It really was unbelievable. Especially after the first That was a great fight. No love lost for Darren Till. Like I like to say, no brownie points lost for Darren Till. None at all. Like I said, you had Ben Asker and Cade's side here. Look who's, yeah, and look at the shirt he was wearing. For those of you guys listening to the podcast, Ben Askren, cage side walk around flaunting his shirt that says curly-headed. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that. F blank CK. And the U is upside down, but it's, <laughs> it's Ben Askren's afro. Curly-headed. So classic. That should be the, uh, <laughs> the thumbnail. For this podcast. All right, let's go into, let's go back into Twitter and see what people are saying on here. Because I I find it really interesting, the Twitter community. Tommy Tohold, you don't get title shots by talking shit. You get title shots by punching people in the face backstage who are talking shit. These are the rules of MMA. Tommy Tohold. These, these are the rules. Shout out to Tommy Tohold, been doing it for a minute now. Minute now. There's the reaction we just watched. Paul Felder. Damian Maya says, I said it two weeks ago and I'll say it again tonight. You can never underestimate experience. Congratulations, gamebred fighter. Great fight. You are the real fighter and as tough as anyone in the game. Hashtag UFC. Hashtag UFC London at UFC. Ooh. Okay. Here's evidence of Leon Edwards busted up backstage. Not in the cage, but backstage, we got some bare knuckle may backstage in UFC London. So Shamitkar Sandu, I always butcher his name, but he's one of the most respectful journalists out there. Here's a much longer video of Hori Ball slash Leon Edwards altercation backstage at the O2 Arena. Edwards received a pretty nasty cut under his left eye, as you can see here down below. And those of you guys listen to the podcast, it looks like there's an a demonic eye. It looks like he has three eyes here. That looks like a demonic eye. It literally looks like you can see the meat underneath his eye bone. You can see the socket bone almost. That's what I. That's what I see here. That's a deep cut. It's a really deep cut. Dominic K is saying, "Wow, I put it all out there and got the W. Thank you to Vulcan for pushing me to the next level. I don't know what's next." But I do know I am 11-0 and 0 and getting better. Now, fucking Volkan, Uzdemir, bro. No time. No time, Volkan, Uzdemir. Another guy. Maybe rust a little bit too soon. Then again, in this sport, anything can happen, guys. Someone's going to have to lose when you make these matchups. Which is why, you know, in boxing right now, boxing is picking back up a lot of excitement. Uh, e- what is it? e Spence versus... Uh, oh, Man, I can't remember. And you guys are going to slap me for it. Both these guys are undefeated. Both these guys are undefeated. That's what makes it exciting. Fights like that make it say, where are both these guys at? Yeah. Dominic Case, man, congratulations. Great win tonight. David Martin saying, Hori Maspal just started throwing punches at Leon Edwards backstage. Imagine being backstage for that. The person who was doing that interview, man. Why don't you just yell out, world star, world star. Algermean's throwing, yo yo, yo, I don't know what else to say. What the fuck? Horray <laughs> mouse in the cage. I love it, man. He shouts out his children. Let's see what he has to say here. I don't want any of these petty dudes that are just calling my name, getting noticed on social media. I'm here to fight the best in the world, and that's whoever the champion is right now. Hey. I'm gone I got he wants man the championship team, shot. To do, man. Hey, that's fight of the night or what? Yeah. He got fight of the night, performers of the night. They got 100K. So congratulations to Jorge Masvidal, man. Proving everybody wrong. And you could say this is the biggest win of Hori Masvidal's career. Now, before we say that, let's look back at Jorge Masvidal's career. Let's look back at his last couple of fights. Jorge Masvidal. Let's look at his entire career. And let's say, let, let's see if you could say it, it may mean the most because this is a guy that has been undermined for a very long time, never really got the attention that he deserved. I think a lot of people agree with me on that one. Let's go to his career here. And man, I'm going to go to Topology. Shout out to Topology. They do the best job in the MMA scene. Big shout out to Topology. 33-13 and 13 record, man. Alright, so two losses before this. Lost to Steven Thompson, lost to Damon Maya. Two tough fights. For that being Donald Cerrone, Jake Ellenberger, Ross Pearson. Lost to Lorenz Larkin. Lost to Benson Henderson. Win over Cesar Ferreira. Win over James Kraus, Win over Darren Crowshank. Win over Pat uh, Healy. Lost to Rustam Khabulov. Win to Michael Chiesa, Chiesa, Win over Tim Means. Win over Justin Wilcox. Lost to Gilbert Melendez. Win over KJ Noons, Win over... Billy Evagalista lost to Paul Daly. I mean, everyone that I'm listening here is an elite fighter that he has wins over. Or he's fought that that has lost. He has a win over Joe Lozon going back to 2005, guys. 2005. What a career Hori Mastral has got. Him versus Ben Askren. Could you picture that in your mind? Can you picture that in your head? Imagine how exciting that would be. Just imagine for a quick second. Now, since we're on Twitter, let me pull up. Let's just go to hashtag UFC. Hashtag UFC. Let's just do hashtag UFC. And let's see what the top news here is. And, And let me know what you guys rate this card. I mean, all in all, ESPN Plus card. The entire thing. I'd say 7 out of 10. Let me know. Give me a thumbs up if you think 7 out of 10. Let me know in the comments down below. What do you rate this? What do you rate this? Oh, wow. Check this out. Kara Bryant tweeting out. Do you guys know how hard it was to keep that a secret? Congratulations to my coworker and dear friend michael bisbang who will be inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame this summer so well deserved this is a guy who was the face of the UK for a very long time I believe he's the first guy to win ultimate Fighter as a UK head honcho right like he's the he's the he's the first guy to really do it big over there Michael Bisping, what a career he's had! Another guy that people undermined for so long. Not like Corey Masvidal. I mean, people. Michael Bisping did such a good job at being the heel. When he first came into mixed martial arts, guys, he was destroying people, even before the UFC, destroying people. Once you saw it, it came through. He had a hard time. He had a hard time for a little bit. Rocky road, hot and cold. Once you saw it, it came through, man. You saw the sport get cleaned up. That was another reason why we saw a GSP return. That is huge news for Michael Bisbing. So congratulations, Michael Bisbing! And let's not forget, the last season of Ultimate Fighter to ever be seen on Spike was Michael Bisbing versus our dear friend Mayhem Miller. One of the best seasons. I think that was, what, season 11? Season 10 right before it? Biggest season ever, which I do a show with uh, James McSweeney there. Let's see what else is going on. Hashtag UFC. Tim Kennedy, there is a short list of dudes you know. If you talk shit to them, they will hit you in the teeth. King Birdfighter being one of them. All right. Let's see what else people are saying here. Backstage But it seems like And that's kind of A shame that The big talk is about What happened backstage We saw this happen In Khabib versus Conor Michael Bisping Hall of Fame And I believe tonight Yeah Conor actually uh, Was representing His whiskey somewhere In like Chicago Did like a meet and greet G from State Farm saying, the scariest part of the fight to me is how hard Darren Tills hit his head on the octagon floor. Poor baby. He also looks devastated. He needs a hug and a quick CT scan. Yeah, man. And he did get brought to the, uh, the ER directly afterwards. He was crying in the octagon. But, man, you got to remember how embarrassing that must be. And, you know, a message to Darren Till, man, don't take it to heart, bro. Like, th- it's hard when you get to the elite level. It's very hard to maintain a win streak, which is why it's so impressive when you see guys like Max Holloway, Tony Ferguson, Habib doing stuff like that. It's very impressive. No love lost for him until the only time he's ever lost before this, which is the champ. No love lost, man. I know it's it's got to be devastating to be in front of your home, your people, right? You were there to defend the UK at the O2 Arena, make history. You had Biz being there. You had, you know, Dan Hardy there. Secretly all rooting for you. You had an amazing first round. Go into second round and you just get hit with that. Blitzing left, overhand left by Horan Masvidal. And you get dropped like that. You know, fans could be really cruel. Really cruel. And when I say fan, like the real fans out there yeah we may watch the knockouts it is entertainment it's part of it it's part of what makes it so exciting but we a lot of people forget how hurtful that is and that's why people like me people like you know some of the other journalists out there media members and top elite you know people on twitter we don't say stupid shit about it we don't say oh in your face and shit like that no you say you will get back on your horse and you will still continue to be an entertaining fighter At the top of this division. And that's why we're here. That's why you're here. That's why you have the support. Because we enjoy watching you fight. We know what you bring to the table. It's so hard to see people. You know like Rashad Evans. Believe what the fans on Twitter are saying. And the impact it has on them. And how they feel like they have to prove them wrong. You don't have to prove anybody wrong. You've had that strap around your shoulder. You're inside the octagon. You're living an amazing life. And not only that. You wake up. When you get signed to a fight, people can't imagine how that must feel. How alive you must feel. Training for something. Having a goal. And they throw it all away and they laugh at you. Don't take it to heart. How ridiculous is that? Let's be real. Let's be real. Uh, 20 hours ago from Tsanga Malada, Conor McGregor has sent heartwarming message Tony Ferguson's way. Fighters may be rivals and talk smack back and forth on Twitter. But it's amazing to see how they rally around one another when one is going through difficulty. And you know, Conor McGregor, he's a guy that's gone through difficulty. I don't know the full story on Tony Ferguson, but there's allegations. And apparently, his wife and child have restraining order on him. Do you guys hear the little baby rats chirping? It's so funny. Uh, so Conor McGregor tweeted out Tony Ferguson is the type of guy why did it have to start like that Conor why did it have to start like that now I don't know if this is going to be serious or not Tony Ferguson is the type of guy that when all their chips are down can pick them right back up again and come back stronger than ever came back from the debilitating injury in record time to give us one of the fights of the year let's go Tony let's stand up stand up to Conor McGregor for that one that was legit all right, let's see what else we got on here. Uh, from Jetty Goodman. Laura Sango says, Edward sees a cut from the punches and did get medical attention. Edwards has left the building. Masvidal was escorted out. No news about any financial repercussions, which we will be finding out, I'm sure, in the next couple hours. Really quick, let's let's click on Jetty's tweet here, and let's see what you guys are saying on Twitter about this. Because I, I feel like this is, whether I like it or not, this is going to be what... Everyone's going to be talking about the next couple of days. So I might as well cover it here on the podcast. So let's get to it here. All right, there's the clip up above. 9.1k likes on it. Babs say, hey, Mass leaving London win with WS. What a comeback after his layoff. Didiata. Two men fighting should be no repercussions unless one of the other wants to press charges. Correct? That's a good question. I, you know what? I don't think it's on the fighters, though. It's, you know... fact, We even saw... Oh, man. I hate this. It's so aggravating. Even last week. It looked so bad when... Usman Ali Abdelaziz... After the fight night. The next morning at the fucking brunch. Colby is getting there. Getting a salad. And you guys understand, you know... Maybe Colby's crossed the line. But he doesn't attack people. He's got hit with boomerangs and shit like that. But... And this is why I did the podcast with Damien's Rights. It's like, has MMA shit talk crossed the line? Check that podcast out down below. Check that video down below or at PureEvilMMA.com. Has it crossed the line? Are, are we going to confuse what's the difference between promoting yourself, promoting a fight, promoting excitement, creating a crowd to, you know, gain interest, and crossing a line of disrespect? Kobe definitely pushes people's buttons. These two were at the brunch. Here comes Ali Abdelaziz, Uzman. And it didn't seem like Uzman really wanted to start shit. Ali Abdelaziz started charging at Kobe Covington. And mind you, there were children around. There were mothers around. There were people hungover. I mean, uh, any person's a person that doesn't want to be involved with that. They're in line at brunch. Imagine tomorrow morning being in line at brunch. Two hockey players. Or just two thugs. doesn't matter. Like, these might as well be thugs. These people probably don't know who they are. They don't know what's going on. We just had Vegas shootings. Imagine how scary that would be to somebody on vacation. Something like that going down. You don't know if somebody has a gun. You don't know Ali Abdelaziz isn't a terrorist. No pun intended. Seriously though, nobody wants to be involved with that. And it doesn't make our sport look good. In that video you heard Women and children screaming. Screaming. This case, luckily, it was backstage. But still, you have people out back there trying to do their work. So has the line been crossed? The difference between promoting your fight And crossing the line, Leon Edwards, I understand what's going through his mind. The last time I'll say this, understand what's going through his mind. He's doing an interview. This is my shot to promote myself being next. Not been Askren, not the title fight. Fight me. I'm coming off one over Gunnar Nelson. Fight me. Jorge Maspo goes, yeah, say that to my face. I don't think Leon Edwards was expecting that. He didn't have his hands up, and he got clipped three times. He got a nice little cut under his left eye. It looked like a third eye. Shout out to everybody at Fight Night. Fun announcement. Five people from the pure evil MMA family. All bought tickets. They all bought tickets to go to UFC London. And all sat together. That is so badass. And I'm sure you guys heard this week. As we wind down to the last quarter of this podcast. While I roll this blunt. And get personal. Talk some realness with y'all. It means a lot to see five people under the Pure Evil MMA banner. The family, the chat room. And Pure Evil MMA is not a chat room. It is my brand. There's only a chat room, just you know, just to talk MMA. That's all it's there for. My brand is not a chat room. I do this show. I do interviews with MMA fighters. I travel to events and do uh, fight companion vlogs. I run a website. I went to broadcasting school. I've been doing interviews since I was seven years old. Pure MMA is not represented by a chat room, and nobody in the chat room. Because then you say over the Pure Evil MMA brand, or what I represent. If you want to support Pure Evil MMA, I appreciate it. But if you send me 20 bucks and you think that I owe you the world and should be sending you, you know, free shit every month, you're so wrong. That's not what I'm here doing. Name another journalist that does what I do on all these platforms. It's not just Twitter. It's Instagram. I'm talking with... supporters of Puri May on Facebook, on Instagram. But there's nothing better than the MMA scene on Twitter. I love the MMA scene on Twitter. And the reason why I wanted this chat room was because I wanted to connect people that all understood one thing. We are just here to escape and enjoy mixed martial arts. We're not here to expect anything from anybody. We are here to enjoy fight nights. We are here to... Share opinions without feeling judgment. Without being cast out or trolled. People love sports because... If you guys listen to podcasts, you're like, what the fuck is he doing? I can only imagine if you're listening to podcasts and you just heard that. I'm rolling my blunt. People tune into sports because they're escaping from, you know, the the hardships of work or their boyfriend or girlfriend yelling at them or stepping in dog shit, whatever it could be. We're all here for one thing, and it's not to feel stressed out. And I found myself feeling really stressed out the past couple of weeks, trying to maintain, trying to keep everybody on the same page. On the Twitter chat room, and I realize there's a lot of people that have opinions that are just sometimes even delusional. Like if you think sending me twenty bucks after you know if somebody sends me twenty bucks, the person who (laughs) listen, I've sent about twenty free shirts out. I do giveaways of signed autographs from championship UFC fighters. I send out memorabilia from Pure Evil MMA all the time. Once every, what, two, three months, I send something free out. I launch the merchandise. Because I put a, I put a lot into this. I put a lot into Pure Evil MMA. Hours and hours. I don't expect anything, but if you want to walk around, if you want to go to UFC London tonight or the event next weekend, it's in your area, and you're repping that Pure Evil MMA merch, and somebody out there, thousands of people every month, watch, listen more listen than watch, honestly. They see that there's nothing better than getting that high five, being like, you know what I mean? That's fan, like there's nothing better than that. There really isn't. You might as well be wearing a fight kit of your favorite fighter, and, and it's the same kind of feeling that you get. And not only that, but you're gonna be supporting me in the hours that I put in here. And it means a lot. So like the the people that have sent me money before in the past, I've always sent them something. I've lost more money than I've made money. Trust me, I've lost four times more money four four times more money than I've gained, and it's for the love of it, man. I don't ask anybody for anything. Ever. I just want people to be entertained, and that's all I try to do is keep people entertained. And give everybody a good platform. Go live to discuss you know, what we just witnessed tonight. Interview fighters that you guys want me to talk to. It's a lot of fun, man. I've been doing this since I was seven years old. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. If you don't want to be a part of it, you don't. If you want to be a part of it, that's awesome. Let's have some fun. That's what we're here for. This is our playground. Pure Volume is our platform. It's our playpen. Tell me who you want me to interview. Tell me what you think. Join me on Twitter. Come join the chat room. Let's talk. Don't cause drama. What are you doing? We all got problems. We all got issues. Don't expect anything from anybody on Twitter, in a chat room. Come on. Don't think that somebody owes you the world because you retweeted something. Like, I've seen people just be get delusional. Get. Delusional. Oh, I like your stuff. I like your stuff. Oh, you posted up merchandise, but you're not going to send me free stuff. Excuse me? Excuse me? I'm here to report the news. I'm here to enjoy the sport. I'm here to interact with elite MMA fans on Twitter. And them know that their opinions are worth something, but not worth more than the person next to them or behind them. There is no behind. We are all equal. We are all MMA fans at the end of the day. I may have gone to journalism school. I may have gone to broadcasting school. I may be doing this until I was seven years old, but I'm a fan at heart, and that's why I do this. It makes me feel alive. Who wants to feel stressed out? Why cause stress? In a playground, you're causing stress in a playground. And I did an hour podcast last night explaining all of this. Here we go. Post fight blunt. That's what's up. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, I think there were a couple more things I wanted to discuss. Where'd my phone go? So let me check that out. And, Mount, what a fucking night that was. Let me know really quick. Last time I'm going to ask, but what did you guys think about tonight's event? What would you rate it out of 10? Last time, I rated it a 7 out of 10. Damn, where'd my podcast notes go? Wow, that's annoying. Hey, A hey, hey. Oh, wait. I think I found it. All right. I guess I didn't find it. <laughs> All right. Let me pull you guys back in here. I know there was something else I wanted to discuss with you guys. So, let me just really quick find what I wanted to discuss with everybody. Let me open up Bleacher Report. And guys, make sure you follow me on YouTube. I know I haven't been going live on YouTube. I've been doing it on Periscope only because we had a 90-day ban, which is... No, pretty annoying, but we should be back really soon. But I am actually really enjoying going live on Periscope. I'm reaching a lot more people, so I do appreciate that. However, I do want to get back onto the YouTube channel. All right, I think that's it, man like I think I, I covered all the bases here I'm not seeing anything else let me just check one more thing really quick before we leave off here the MMA because I really think there was something else I want to discuss Mazdal K.O. till London Bisping Hall of Fame 20 Ferguson legal issues McGregor's arrest in Miami I, I discussed all of that Ben Askren I discussed that what else Ostevich husbands, please, no contest to assault via Bleach Report. Another thing where it's like, what the fuck is going on? You have uh, Rachel Ostevich and Andre KGB Lee's husbands beaten Like, this is just bad, man. Just bad. Does Converse Cowboy deserve to be a main event? Let's end on that note. I think that's a really good note to end on here. Something that people probably want to hear me discuss, or at least I want to discuss, and kind of think about really quick. So let's take a shot to that. Talking about Cowboy. Take a shot of Fire Whiskey. Jim Beam. Cleared it. All right. Let's end off on this note, as we just hit the one hour, 30 second mark. Here we go. Conor McGregor. Like I said earlier, he is coming off one loss. Before he was even a champion, he was in the main event of fight nights. Pay-per-view events. How do you go back on that? Who is there that is going to be the main event over Conor McGregor versus C- Cowboy Cerrone? and one bigger star. If I go downtown New Haven and I scream Conor McGregor... Conor McGregor I'd say about 35% of people are going to know who I'm talking about. If I screen anyone else's name out down there, even Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey would probably get 5% of people that know who she is, which is crazy, right? If I scream Nate Diaz, the only reason why people are going to know who Nate Diaz is, at least you know 5% out of the 7% is because of Conor McGregor. So who are you going to put above Conor McGregor? Why would Conor accept a fight as the co-main event? He's coming off, in his last two fights, the biggest win in UFC lightweight history, you could say, against Eddie Alvarez. Then the fight against Khabib Nurmagomedov, where he lost, which was still a huge deal. This is the biggest name in mixed martial arts today in the past five years. Why should he be? Who decided this should be co-main event? Who said that? Who offered Conor McGregor that? Well, why would you think Conor would take that? Here's what I think. Here's where I go. Okay, maybe I understand why they're saying this. Maybe it's to kind of get Conor's head. Maybe there's an in-depth Illuminati game plan here. It's reverse psychology in a way. It's like Conor, you know, you're you're fucking up, man. Like. You, you left, you went to boxing, yeah, it was it was a big deal. Then you come back, you show up to the press conference drunk. You don't take this fight seriously. And who's to say he did or he didn't? Habib's a tough motherfucker. He could have been Conor McGregor at his best. Habib may be just that good. It could be them giving him a, a slice of humble pie, being like, you know, man, like, it might be time for us to move on from you. Like, look what you're doing. There's allegations that you, you cheat on your wife and there's a baby out there that you're claiming isn't even yours and you're refusing to do the DNA test. There's allegations out there of, you know, the whole bus incident. Rose, I'm, There's fighters on there that were injured and we couldn't do anything because you're our biggest star, which I thought was really fucked up. Punish him like you would anybody else. Everybody was talking about. It. I was in Brooklyn the following day. That it was that was probably the craziest event I've ever covered. It was at UFC two twenty three. Crazy. I was in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. Shit was going crazy. I was inside Starbucks. I did a live show inside Starbucks. I had a group of people sitting around me. Me and Ronnie James after recording the podcast. There was like twenty people sitting around watching me do it live. Errol uh, Wani walked in right after. Like, it was cool, man. It was. It was one hell of uh, an experience. But at the end of the day, the Conor Rivera thing, yeah, it's reaching these headlines, but it doesn't look good. And ever since then, I feel like we've been taking a dive. Does anyone else feel like that? Like, As for the top elite names in the sport, like Tony Ferguson, uh, Matt Hughes, Josh Copeland, the finale of PFL for the million dollar check. Uzman, Kobe Covington at the brunch, like our sport's not looking good. Maybe this is a slice to Connor. Be like, are you really hungry for it, man? Like you're not just gonna get that main event your the rest of your life. The argument is, like I said early on in the show, he's only coming off one loss to Habib, who is the fucking man, undefeated. So there's like two there's two obviously two different sides to every story and how you could feel. And I try to really give my pure reaction and not just be biased. I try to look at both sides of it. So hope that you guys appreciate that. And let me know. Like I like I seriously can't picture Conor McGregor being the co main event in the next fight, especially if it's against Cowboy. That is the main event. Pay per view headline. Give me one fight that excites you more than that. Name one. DC vs. Brock. You could throw that out there. But then again, there's going to be people out there, the diehards, like myself, that are going to go, why does Brock deserve a title fight? Yeah, he got the one over Mark Hunt at UFC 200 three years ago almost. Yeah, he's a big name from the WWE world. But do we give him that? Look what happened to CM Punk. And you could say, CM Punk, it's like there's all these different layers. CM Punk isn't Brock Lesnar. He's not a specimen like Brock Lesnar just because he's coming over from the WWE. That's why CM Punk didn't bring in the numbers that he did after he lost a fight. John Jones? John Jones? Maybe. John Jones versus Brock Lesnar or something crazy like that? Maybe. And that's why it's so nice to see John Jones back in the limelight. But it's not good to see John Jones with a picogram attached to his name in every interview. It's going to be brought up. There's never going to be a, a clean John Jones interview. They're always going to bring one of the 10 things up. And he might be innocent out of. Nine out of ten of them. The whole Pico Grim thing. It's another like we need to fix this, guys. We need to fix this. This doesn't look good. And I'm sure the UFC is backstage just flipping out about all of this. We had a good fight night, and now backstage, Hora Mouseball gets into a fist fight with Ileon Edwards, and now that's all everyone's talking about. We just put on an entire event. No one's talking about the event. They're talking about the fight backstage. Oh my god. Is anybody surprised? Is anybody surprised? Should we be surprised? Alright, that does it for me guys. We're we're at the hour and ten minute mark here, episode I think we're this is episode number two oh nine. Let me check really quick. I, I do believe this is episode number two oh nine of Pure Evil May, which means the next episode is gonna be episode number two ten. Which how crazy is that? Going back five years episode 210 yeah episode 209 guys so thank you so much for tuning in (sighs) what a night what a day you know it was kind of cool that i do complain sometimes when you have fights overseas it's a little early it's hard to get into the, the rhythm tonight ended perfect time main card starting at four we had people from pure evil mma out there supporting Representing and it means it means a lot everybody out there who supports period of OMA, I can't tell you how much it means to me And with that being said guys We got we don't know what's ahead of us this week. I Know there's gonna be some crazy at like 2019 has been an amazing year when it comes to headlines when it's come to journalism like I wake up every morning like what is gonna to happen today? What could possibly happen today? That we're going to be discussing because it's been a while since we've had a couple of days of nothing, of calmness. Every day, it's been madness from one thing to another. And now when you have Bellator, PFL, 1FC, making the runs to the top of the hill with the UFC, they're starting to gain momentum. They're starting to catch headlines. They're starting to get people on board with when's their next event, when's that coming up, PFL signed to ESPN. Lion fight on NBC or CBS, NBC, CBS, NBC. CBS. I forgot. Still, combat sports on the rise. I'm more than happy to be here to report it for you guys. I got a bunch of interviews coming up this week. Just interviewed Damian Trades. Go check that out. A very interesting talk that we did. Is MMA shit talk going too far? Where do you draw the line? And it ties into everything that's happened recently with Jorge Masvidal, Uzman, Kobe Covington, Ali Abdelaziz, John Gotti, and Jesse Jim Kuzakowski. Uh, Go check it out, guys. I'm from Pure Evil Leidy from PureEvilMMA, PureEvilMMA.com for all the latest MMA interviews. You can get all the links there for the podcast, all the interview links there as well. Staff predictions. We gave out our staff predictions today. And I think I was the only one at PureEvilMMA.com. To pick Corey Mouse for Winning. I think I picked him in the third round as well, even though it went down on second. If you want the results for UFC London, pureevilmma.com. We got you. I'm Evil Eddie. Evil Eddie. White Knuckles to the end. Remember, without evil, there's no purity. Pay results.